This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. I'm going to keep it simple. going to keep it quick. And just going straight for the heart. Is that okay? All right. We need it. We need it, right? All right. So let's just go for it. How many of you... Just, just ponder this question. Actually enjoy God. Just ponder that. Think of that word, enjoy. And the first verse is Psalm 37, 4, which we all know. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. That word delight means to take pleasure in, to be satisfied from, to get such a high degree of pleasure from that he'll give you the desires of your heart. So delight yourself in the Lord. One translation says, be happy in your God. Feast on Yahweh. Find your true joy in Yahweh, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Now, please listen to me. He says He's going to give you the desires of your heart, not your brain. And it says to enjoy, delight yourself in the Lord. And John 6 says what God is spirit, and we worship Him in spirit. Say spirit. And in truth. So that delighting, that enjoying, that feasting, that being overwhelmed him comes in the spirit. So it's delight yourself in the spirit and he will give you the desires of your heart, which is also spirit. Say spirit. Heart, mind, spirit. I'm going to be vulnerable. Is that okay? Uh, three weeks ago, um, I had another moment with my son. That was a great moment. And I didn't like blow up on him, but he robbed me of my joy. He turned three and I'm doing great with God. And it was a beautiful Thursday and I was barbecuing and he was just blowing up on every little thing. He was whining, complaining, just just breaking down every single moment. And I'm going to be honest with you, he stole my joy. Or I almost wanted to shake him and go, what's wrong with you? He's three, by the way. (laughs) And um, if you know my revelation, my story with with God, it's been all about this thing at home. And um, so I know what to do. I said, God, what's going on? And he said, oh, it's not him. It's you. You can't give what you don't have. Now, I'm going to say this, going back to that psalm. The degree to which you get satisfied in God is the degree which you can give away the supernatural. I'll say that again. The degree to which you enjoy, be satisfied, be overwhelmed by God, that is the degree to which the heavens will come out of you to become natural. The heavenly realities. So it comes from spirit. So I knew I've run out of jelly, if you know what I'm talking about. I've ran out of jelly that I have for my son. And if you don't know, God gave me a revelation being a father. And he said, Abel, grace is jelly. It's like a jelly donut where every bite has to have jelly on it. And he said, you've reached the limit of your jelly. 
And I said, okay, God, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. My flesh is saying there's something wrong. So I know where's the answer? In me. So I engaged, I said, okay, I'm ready for more. And he spoke and he said, this is the scripture he gave me. You can't be intoxicated with the wine and the spirit at the same time. In other words, you can't be satisfied in the flesh and in the spirit at the same time. You get to choose. And he said, Abel, there are things I want to take you deeper into my love. But it's going to require you to fast some things. And I said, okay. I was ready because I once again reached the end of my or as far as I can go. Now, here's the thing, though. I've done this before with God, and I said, not yet. How many of you have done that with God? You know, he spoke something to you, and you said, not yet. That's okay. Here's the beautiful thing about God. He doesn't change. He doesn't change. He does not change. But I've learned this about God in my walk, being a parent. I'm loving the fire. I'm loving the uncomfortableness because I know he can satisfy And as you begin the journey of being satisfied in the spirit, fasting will become a drug. Now, when I say fasting, I'm not talking about food. I'm not talking about whatever the thing is. I think some of us have such a a thing on fasting. And I'll I'll tell you what fasting is, and we'll get to it. And he said this. He said, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're going to fast. And he was very specific. Certain things you're going to get rid of, and you're just going to drink water. And I said, oh, my God, yes, because I knew I was getting him. If you're not feasting, then your fast was worthless. If you leave a fast not satisfied, you miss something. Because the whole purpose of it is that to delight means he satisfies. Do you understand that? It is his greatest joy to satisfy. The world is waiting for what? The what to manifest? Sons, right? And daughters to manifest. You will manifest when you begin getting satisfied by him. So he's yearning to satisfy you. So sometimes we could look at, I'm going to tell you the most, six, to me right now, the most sexiest word in the Bible. I'm telling you, discipline. And we'll get there. We'll get there. I know some of you are like, oh, no, 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 no. At least I didn't say waiting on the Lord, right? That's another sexy one that we all love. Our flesh is like, woo! <laughs> so once again, we've got to remember, God is spirit. So anyways, I went through on this journey with God. And Tuesday, Wednesday, he had me turn, take, for me, was, this is what he just told me. Just hear, once again, hear my heart. You, you, you can't copy and paste someone else's journey. Ever, 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 ever. So I, I didn't go to so-and-so, how to fast. I didn't do 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 I said, God, this is me and you. You know me. And you know where my flesh likes to control. Let's talk about it. Because I'm wanting to control my little guy. I know when my flesh is rising because I try to control. I try to control. Nope, this is what joy looks like, Judah. You be still. And God's like, no. <laughs> so I'm engaging. So Tuesday, Wednesday, I just drank, you know, water. And I turned everything off. And I was just like, Jesus. And it was so uncomfortable, but so satisfying at the same time. I can't explain it. To the point where I think it was Wednesday, the second day I was in the office with you guys. We had a meeting. And they were asking, how was it doing? Coat there. Pastor goes, you're quiet. I'm like, just leave me alone. Or what I say, I said, I'm just going through it right now. Give me grace. Because here's the thing about being, being father. He fathers you in the spirit, which means the flesh isn't going to like it. And that's okay. 
That's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's a great thing. You can say no. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and I was excited. And then Thursday, it was like he just knew. I can't explain it. But Thursday, I was like, okay, we're done. I feasted Wednesday night. And I'm like, Thursday, we wake up. And I was like, someone's, I'm just, I just felt new, but I was like, something's going on. And sure enough, my wife wakes up sick and she goes, I can't get out of bed today. And I'm like, great, I'll take the day off. Judah is all mine. And so I had him all day. Now, some of you great fathers are like, yeah, that's my normal day. That's not me. I just got to be honest with you. This is how God's fathered me. He's been fathering me with this thing called anger. And I've asked him, I said, God, why don't you just take it away? Why is it such a little process? And he said, I'll tell you why, because you're enabled. Because how many of you have heard stories, God doing something like that? But some things in your life, he's going, no, 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 no. With me, he said, you know what he told me? This This was his answer. If I were to take away your anger right now, you would stop hanging out with me. That's what he told me. And so he said this, and I'll use Rafa's example. He says, Abel, this is going to be me and your anger. Come here. (laughs) And we're going to go like this. And it's going to be like this. And it's going to be so romantic. This is romance to God. To God. To God. Romance means his way. His way. That's spirit. So anyways, Thursday Friday, Saturday, she was sick for three days. He was all mine. I couldn't recognize myself. This guy was spilling milk all over the place. I was taking him places. We were on an adventure. I'm just like, this is real. I could honestly look and go, this, okay, something's happening. Something's happening. There's something that happened in the spirit in those two days that when I got to Thursday, it vibrated the natural to where now when he did stuff, I was like, okay, I got more jelly. I got a deeper level of jelly. Remember this about God. Every rhema you have, every truth is endless, which means you never, ever stop going deeper. In other words, you never, ever stop being fathered in it. It's always fair game to him. And I think there are times where you just want to arrive. Never, ever, 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 you never arrive. It's called the limitless surpassing greatness of his love for you. It never, ever, ever, ever stops. Though our flesh goes, I arrived. Now let's get comfortable again, right? Let's go back to serving myself, right? That Thursday, what happened? I ran out of jelly and I want to go back to serving myself, getting what's comfortable. So I started controlling. So we have to learn this thing called delighting ourselves in the Lord, which is once again, say spirit. So I want to give you some verses about spirit and the natural. So the first scripture we're going to go to, and we're just going to be in the passion tonight mostly and probably some message. Uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. Go there. Get your phones out. Get your phones out. It's not going to be up there. Galatians 6, 14. Because we must talk about the natural versus the spiritual. Galatians 6, 14. Because here's the thing about your walk with God. What you focus on will expand. What keeps your attention will expand. I have focused on my anger to where I try to control my anger instead of looking at him and going, I don't have this anymore. What, what do you say? And there begins the transformation. So this is in the Passion Translation. Galatians 6, 14. May my only boast be found in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. In him, I have been crucified to this natural realm. And the natural realm is dead to me and no longer dominates my life. 
may my only boast be found in him. Delight yourself in the Lord. Once again, that spirit. May my only boast be found really in the spirit and what he's doing in here. Because other than that, that's me trying to fix behavior. Right? That's flesh. There's no transformation there. We've been crucified to this natural realm. And the natural realm is dead to me and no longer dominates my life. So this was the crux of me fasting. That Tuesday and Wednesday, this was the verse that he gave me. So I had to ask him this. I know what the natural is. I know what I want to do and I know what's going on. So in the spirit, I said, what's alive then? I know the natural realm. I want to be angry. I want to control. What's the spiritual realm? What's my focus? And this is what he told me. Because once again, he'll tell you and you have to have your own. And he said, in these two days, you are my greatest joy. You are my addiction. In other words, while you not eat, I will satisfy you. You are my joy, Abel. You sit still, I will satisfy you. So to receive, I had to block off natural things to receive. So that's what he spoke to my heart. So a lot of times we go on a fast and we, we don't talk. We don't say, okay, what, 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 what's alive in me? What are you trying to do in me? So I had to get that. And he said, you are my joy. And now when I look at Judah, I, I can't explain it. Once again, I know this isn't me. I have such a greater joy for him. I have more jelly to give because he gave it. Once again, freely I receive, freely I can give. And that's spirit. Amen. Now, turn over to a few books to Colossians chapter 3. And we're going to go to verse 10. Because we're going to talk about what's important to God. Because when we talk about flesh, really what we're talking about is just distractions. When I say flesh carnal, they're, they're not bad things, but if, if they don't come from spirit first, it just becomes a distraction. So here it is, verse 10. For you have acquired new creation life, which is continually, say continually, being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. In this new creation life, your nationality makes no difference nor your ethnicity, education, or economic status. They matter nothing. That's all natural. For it is Christ that means everything as he lives in every one of us. The way we go through life, it's really easy to find out where Christ is in everything, if we're honest. <laughs> Look to where you're getting satisfaction. And go, is that God or is that me? So this anger thing and what he told me to fast was things I was using to control. I can't explain. I was telling Rafa this. When I go home, to me, that's my, my fire. That's where my flesh arises. For some reason, when I get home, this is me talking, I want to control. I want to, I'm home now, I'm home, I, I, I'm going to have my meal, how I want to have it, and watch my thing. And when Judah goes to bed, I can have my time and do this and do that. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's flesh, Abel. And he goes, he, he goes, I'm okay with it, but here's the thing, though. If you want to go deeper, which you do want to, yes, give me two days without it. 
That's what he told me. This is what he told me. See, I, I didn't make a religion out of it, which I tried to do. I tried to do. Anyone ever do that when God says something? Okay, I'll fast it forever. Stop, 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 slow down. He's dad. Let him be dad. It's, for me, th- that's my biggest go-to with God is I try to make everything a formula. And he's like, as soon as you make it a formula, you stop talking to me. As soon as I make anything a formula, I stop talking, which means I stop getting transformation. And I start getting very religious. And then pride sneaks in. And it's about me again. Right? The flesh is what? The self-life. Me first. Does it make sense? Now, I want to take you to John. Uh, you don't have to go there. I'll just say it to you. Just, just remember this. John 3, 6. This is in the Passion, because this is, this is the words of Jesus. And I love what he says. Kind of everything we're talking about. He says this. For the natural realm only gives birth to the things that are natural. This is passion. But the spiritual realm gives birth to the supernatural life. A lot of you need supernatural answers in your life. I'll be honest with you. The supernatural that I get in my life is when my flesh doesn't get what it wants. In other words, I don't get how I want it. But I get the greatest breakthrough with God. I can't explain it. I mean, I can't explain it. It's because when I get things what I want, this is like this anger thing, I'll serve myself again. But if I do it his way, I cling on to him for dear life going, oh, I can't do this. And he goes, great. Let's take this one step at a time. And this is what he wants. This is how he satisfies. He satisfies spirit. Honestly, I asked him, why don't you just take my anger away like that? Because I enjoy you. Honestly, that was why he didn't take my anger away. Because I enjoy you. I really enjoy you, Abel. Like, you are my joy. You are my joy. Like, I'm obsessed with you. I just don't want you to turn off. It's the same way a year ago why he didn't give me my house right away. (laughs) My prayer was he promised me a house. We all know the why. God is more interested in the how. We know the why and the what. On earth as is in heaven, he's waiting for sons to manifest. We know the what, but how? That is the fun part for God. That is the, "Mm, do we have to do this when he's like, it's good. It's good. Do you know what I mean? The how to. The how is, think of Gideon. We know the what and the why. You're going to defeat the Midianites. You are my army, and man, we are going to thump the Midianites. And Gideon goes, great, I'll go get the army. And God goes, you got way too many. Flesh, right? Comes back, you got way too many men. Way too many men, right? And it keeps getting smaller and smaller to the point where Gideon has no point but to do once again this thing to God. I'm going to need a word. I need you to speak then. I need you, you know, it's just, that's what he wants. You were created to be satisfied by the author of pleasure himself. He will satisfy but you can't have both. And I don't mean that as like a start fasting immediately. I mean that as a just begin to question, do you actually enjoy him? Because a lot of us want the desires of our heart realized. But the first step is, can you be satisfied by God himself? Because he's waiting. His door is open every second of every day, waiting for you to ask. Does this make sense? All right, I want to go to um, 
We're going to go to Hebrews now. Yay. Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to talk about the sexy word. It's good. It's good. Give me a mm mm-hmm when we're there. Hebrews chapter 12. I'm, I'm sticking with the passion. As for us, we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path has already been marked out before us. We look away from the what? Natural realm and we focus our attention and expectation onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation, and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. So consider carefully how Jesus faced such intense opposition from sinners who oppose their own souls so that you won't become worn down and cave in under life's pressures. After all, (laughs) I love this part, you have not yet reached the point of sweating blood in your opposition to sin, (laughs) right? No more Netflix, sweating. (laughs) Let's be real people. (laughs) And you have forgotten his encouraging words spoken to you as his children, he said, my children, Don't underestimate the value of the discipline and training of the Lord God or get depressed when he has to correct you for the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his faithful love. Going to read that part again for the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his faithful love. Your training, your yes, is, will be the evidence to the world that you've received his love. It takes a yes. And the scripture that God gave me for this, and he kind of showed me this, was um, uh, it's John chapter, it's John 3. And Jesus is walking and the disciples say, you guys know this, he said, you know, Jesus, are you hungry? You need some food, right? What does Jesus say? Do you remember response? Hmm? My food, or I love this translate, ready? My meat is to do the what? The will of the Father. Listen to this slowly. I want you to catch it in the Spirit. It's such a quick verse. My food, and that word translation is she said it right. It's the word meat. Think of a savory sweet steak. My meat is to do, to do the will of the Father. I have gotten Ramah for God, and to me, that's the bread. But I don't get the steak until I actually go for it. In other words, I don't get a deeper flavor of God until I obey. I may want a deeper flavor of God. I may dream of it. But until I obey, I won't get the taste. I've learned that. 
I got a sweeter level of grace when God said, well, once again, this isn't about me working into something. It's just me partnering with what he's saying. It's me saying yes to the invitation. And the invitation is going to be different. You know how I tasted him today? You know what he said today? What he told me today? He told me to eat Oreo. And I said, God, I lift weights. I don't eat Oreos. But he was showing me once again just where my flesh has control over me. And he says, I want you to eat Oreo and I want you to eat it slow. And I was in my office just enjoying every sweet bite. See, some of us, we think fast and we think, oh, and it's got to be something. No, 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 no. It's just an obedience of how he wants to own you. And I've learned there are little things in my life that I think look pretty good, but it's actually me being in control. One being my body. If my starting point is A and my end point is B, out of shape able, and my end point is in shape able. If I don't do it his way and I get in the greatest shape, I lose. I didn't get any transformation. The transformation happens when he has every part of my working out, which takes me listening and obeying. And I've learned this, like I said, in my yes, I get a greater satisfaction from him. Does this make sense? All right, let's keep reading. Verse six, faithful love, right? Ready? And when he draws you to himself, here we go. It proves you are his delightful child. Verse seven, fully embrace God's correction as part of your training. For he is doing what any loving father does for his children. For who has ever heard of a child who never had to be corrected? We should all welcome God's discipline as the validation of, ready, authentic sonship. Oh, I love that. I'll say that again. It is the validation of authentic sonship, which means this, how he disciplines each one of you has to be completely different from the person next to you. That's God's favorite part. As I wake up and I go, I'm an Abel. Yay. How do you want to do this with Abel? eat an Oreo today. But it's workout day, Abel. Okay, I'll eat an Oreo. No, I'm serious. Like, this is how he's fathering me. Like, how is he disciplining you? And I think so many of us, we, we look at other people and we look at other things and we so try to copy and paste. Anyone, right? He's in you. You get to be fathered by God himself which means you have to be disciplined by God himself, not by me, not by Pastor Gavin, not by Bill Johnson, not by Heidi Baker, not by your favorite apostle or prophet. You have to know him yourself because when you know him yourself, you'll taste him yourself instead of riding on someone else's revelation, which never has a flavor. I hammered Bill Johnson and Graham Cook and then never, ever got the anger out of me. Until I went to him and I said, I got nothing. How do you want to do this? And he said, for Abel, I'm going to teach you about jelly. He's fathering me. He's disciplining me. I'm an Abel. And so every morning I wake up and I go, I'm, I have to, and I encourage you, you ever want to piss the devil off? Just look at him every morning and go, wow. And then just say her name. Wow, Abel, like Abel. Like it just puts me in a place of where I'm going to do something unlike anyone else. Because it's so easy just to click on YouTube and follow a revelation. Why? Why? I got Father, Son, Holy Ghost in my belly. And they chose an able to live in. I wonder why. Let's go explore. I'm the jelly man. I'm serious. 
this making sense? Let's keep going. But I love that validation of authentic sonship. Once again, it's going to be unlike any other person. And I'm going to quote Catherine Coleman here. Whatever your issue is, if it's healing, if it's whatever it is, we all have something, right? My anger, my this. And I've heard this from Catherine Coleman, and it's so true. When Jesus, so this is where I'm in with my anger. When Jesus becomes more real to me than my anger, my anger will go away. That's what I've learned. The more Jesus becomes more real to me, when, that, when, that, when Jesus becomes more real to my anger, my anger leaves. Every time. And sometimes that requires a, okay, I'm ready. What's the next step? I'm ready for you to get more real. I need more jelly. I need more, more flavor. Because what happens? The issues of life are going to come. And you're always going to find, they're, they're, you're always going to find the end of it where you're going to have to go deeper. You, you, does this make sense? Like, he, you were made to go deeper. So as soon as you stop, which a lot of us do, you actually begin to go backwards. How many of you have ever experienced that? You got comfortable, right? That just happens. You were, ne- you were never made for that. You were made to go from glory to glory to glory to gl- right? Which is greater manifestation, greater manifestation, greater satisfaction, delight, greater, greater, greater. So it doesn't ever have to stop. But your flesh won't like it. <laughs> Let's keep going. For if we have never once endured his correction, it only proves we are strangers and not sons. And isn't it true that we respect our earthly fathers even though they corrected and disciplined us? Then we should demonstrate an even greater respect for God, our what? Spiritual father. As we submit to his life-giving discipline, uh, as, as we, yeah, you got it. Our parents corrected us for the short time of our childhood as it seemed good to them. But God corrects us throughout our lives for our own good, giving us an invitation to share his holiness. All right, just breathe for the verse 11. <sighs> now, all discipline seems to be painful at the time. Now, that word painful, if you look it up, it, it really means, it can mean pain, it can mean grief. But for me, and the words in there, it's annoyance. It is annoying. The flesh is annoying. Does that make sense? Like it, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rise up. It's going to rise up. But you can say no. You can say no. Make sense? It, it, it's going to cause you, I'm telling you, I sat in her office and they were like, Abel, you're so quiet. I'm like, because it's annoying of what he's doing with my heart because he's touching areas that I need healing in. And I just, I'm leaning into it. So just, just give me grace today. <laughs> you know, my answer is you're not going to like, <laughs> and that's okay. You're going to have those. I encourage you lean into that even harder. Double down on it, as Nate would say. I would say double down on it even more. It's going, it, it just, it, it just means, can I tell you something? It just proves Holy Spirit's doing something. So let him do it. Let him do it. That's one way you know the uncomfortableness, the, the, the tenderness, the, you'll feel it. It's just, it's almost like, just fix me already. And he's just going, I'm just knowing you. <laughs> That's really what's going on. But we tend to lean on the flesh. And a lot of times we'll back out. Don't back out. Keep leaning in. Amen. All right, let's finish this last verse. Because here's the thing. Here's, here, here's, here's why you embrace it. Ready? Yet later it will what? 
Produce a transformation of character, bringing a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who yield to it. You go through it because it's going to produce the transformation that you're looking for. In other words, not by might, not by strength, but his spirit changes you himself. He does it himself because of your yes, your willingness. Amen. I love how Gavin teaches the will. I don't see. I'm going to see you. The will is the gateway to the spirit. And you engage it every day. Now, when I go through life now, and this has been my every day, and I was telling Nate this, because he asked me a really good question. How do you not keep going back to the thing if he told you to fast something or if he told me to do something? And he showed me this. When you go through, and this is how I, I treat everything now, especially in the flesh, when I go to it, I hold it lightly now. I hold it lightly. I still have it, but I hold it lightly because he has full control. If he, if he wants to say no, I give it to him. So I look at things and I go, I just hold it lightly. And that's anything and everything. That's my agenda for the day. That's my nighttime, my TV time. My, I, just, I just hold it lightly. How many of you want to get satisfied by God? I mean to the point where you start floating. This is your question for tonight. Ask God if you're holding anything too tightly. Go ahead, just close your eyes, ask him now. Just ask God if you're holding anything too tightly. Now, don't let your mind go crazy and try to fast and do crazy stuff. Just, just ask, begin the conversation. Now, on your drive home, maybe you're already in conversation with him. You're going to ask him, how do you want to satisfy that need? God, I have this, and this is really satisfying. How do you want to satisfy this? Because he'll, he'll do it. It's not like a bad thing. I think sometimes we're like, we, we, God, we don't want to talk about this, right? And he's like, no, no, bring it to me. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. This does not scare him. He wants you. So I know for me, it's like, okay, I need more gentleness. I, I, I read about your gentleness. I read about your love. I, I've read so many stories about the love of God that people gave up their inheritances. I don't have that. I'm not giving up. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, just being honest, I have to have these conversations with God. So just little things. How do I, you, you highlighted this thing. How do you want to satisfy that? 
how's the, what is the discipline? How can I engage my yes? Because I think so many of us, we just want a quick, and he's wanting you. A lot of you, if he answered your prayer right now, some of you, the relationship would just end. At least that's what he told me. Once again, it's the how-to. We know the what. We know the life and life more abundantly. We know the on earth as is in heaven. We know that we win, we win, and we win, 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 and love never fails, never gives up, never. We, we know the why and the what. The how. That's what makes you, you. And it'll be like any other person on this planet, and that's what God is addicted to, is you get to find out your own journey of how. You are you. Amen? All right, I'm pretty much done. Does this make sense? All right, I can't keep going, but I feel good. Um, oh, man, one more verse. Okay, I'll, tell, I'll say this one other thing, just to piss you guys off. Um, so during, um, every week now, I kind of ask him, I've been doing this, and he always tells me certain books to read. And last week, he had me read Job. <laughs> okay, stop, stop, stop. And, and he showed me something about the enemy. So I was reading Job, and I was like, How many, we all know the story of Job? And I said, God, this is, this is a tough book to swallow. And he goes, oh, don't worry. It's made for my favorites. And I was like, what do you mean? And he just showed me. It's like, and he showed me something about the enemy. So if you have your, your Bible, or you don't have to go there, or I'll go there for you. Job 2. But I'll end with this because I have to talk about the enemy just a little bit. Just because if you can catch him, he points you right to Jesus. Where's Job? Where's between? I'm a pastor. Before Psalms. Thank you, Coach Rachel. She's my living Bible in the kids ministry. So what I love about this is Job is God's favorite, this righteous man. And in a way, God kind of like puts him on a platter and serves him up. And he's just like, he'll always choose me. In other words, like the natural doesn't own him. We love these stories. None of them made it out alive. And I don't mean in a bad way. I mean, they were in a realm that, trust me, they were so satisfied that we haven't even begun to step into. We haven't even begun to step into where Shadmag, Rishak, and Abednego are excited to go into a fire and dance with their Lord. We're, we're not there yet in the Church of America. I'm not. If you are, I'll applaud you. I'm not even close there yet. Just be honest. I still need my donut at night. You know, I'm just being honest. We have to be honest where we're at. And that's okay. He, he needs realness. So he offers this thing. And in chapter two, God has a talk with the devil. And, the, and God's like, have you ever thought about, you know, Job? Isn't he just, it's my boy. It's my boy. And we find the heart of what Satan is after. Look at this. This is Job 2. Um, Job 3. Wait, am I right, Job 2? Where am I? Verse 4. Thank you. Yes, Coach Rachel, that's why I have her. And Satan answered the Lord, and he said this. This was, listen to me, listen to me, because this is where the enemy is after. The devil goes, this is what the devil thinks about us. You need to know this. You need to know your enemy. This is what he thinks about you. He looks at God and he goes, skin for skin, He'll always choose his own life first. Skin for skin, pressures applied, you'll find out he's more about the natural in his own life, which is flesh, right? And that word skin, 
You know where the first time you see that word skin? It's when we sinned and God clothed us with skin. Natural. Skin for skin, when pressure's applied, you'll choose the natural instead of the spiritual. Because the natural always serves me first. Does this make sense? Oh my God, I forgot the most important scripture. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Now go to 1 John. We'll end with this, I promise. Please go there. Everyone go there. 1 John. I'm, I'm done after this, I promise. Because you need to know that skin for skin. Uh, John chapter, 1 John chapter, uh, where is it? Verse 15. We're going to do this in, oh, sorry, uh, 1 John two fifteen, And we're going to do it in the message as well. Skin for skin, they're just like me. That's what the enemy bet on. Skin for skin, put pressure enough, they'll choose the natural, they'll choose the flesh first. Watch, skin for skin. They're just like me. Here we go. 1 John 2.15 Don't set the affections of your heart on the things of this world or in loving the things of the world. The love of the Father and the love of the world are incompatible. I love that word. For all that the world can offer us, the gratification of our flesh, the allurement of things of the world, and the obsession with status and importance, none of these things come from the Father, but from the world. This world and its desires are in the process of passing away, but those who love to do the will of God live forever. I love that word incompatible. What that means to me is this. And this is the picture that God gave me, especially with me getting my anger thing out. I can't have this thing and get intoxicated. You know, I can't drink my wine and get intoxicated with the spirit at the same time. Don't get drunk on wine, be intoxicated with the spirit, right? So it's like this. It's like, it's like God saying, I want no viruses on you. So stop clicking those viruses. It's like, I keep clicking like, okay, take the viruses away. And I just keep clicking. Does it make sense? They're incompatible. There has to be a no. There has to be your yes. Um, I won't say it. Let's read it in the, in the message and get out of here. Same verse. I love the, the message translation. It gives a beautiful view. Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's good. The love of the world squeezes out love for the Father. Practically everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important, has nothing to do with the Father. Or in other words, the Spirit has nothing to do with the spiritual realm. That's why sometimes when God tells you to be quiet and people are being promoted around you, your flesh is going, but your spirit is going, we're good, we're good. This is, this is what it's about. It's not about you. It's not about you. Keep quiet. Anyone ever had that season? Yeah, it's a great season, isn't it? Yahoo, right? Oh, I love that season. We're just like, just be quiet, right? It just isolates you from him. The world and all its wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. But whoever does what God wants is set for eternity. Now, I love the second verse. Listen to this. The love of the world squeezes out love for the Father. It does not squeeze out his love for me. That's permanent. But I cannot love two things at once. If your eye is single, your body will be full of light. Right? You can't, you can't serve two masters. You either hate the one or love the other. You can't have both. Does this make sense? 
So that love of God is always in there, but my love for him, my yes for him, it has a choice. And every day it's ready. It's the doors open. Now, once again, say no condemnation. He does not change. This is the fun. I encourage you making mistakes is so fun with God because he doesn't change. I've missed it so many times. And yet he's still there going. Once again, he is, (laughs) you are his Netflix. Do you get that? (laughs) You are his everything. You are the apple of his eye. You are the whole reason Jesus got so crucified so that he could satisfy you himself. So what are you holding on to tightly? And I dare you to begin the conversation about it. Because the degree to which you let him satisfy you is the degree to which you will change the whole world around you. Amen? I'm telling you, boldness will come. There's now boldness out of me, even more out of What God's doing to me with my son is even louder now in my Walmart. Come shop with me. But I know what, that's how I know it was him. Because he did it. Because it comes forth in the spirit and to the natural. Amen? All right, let's put our hands on our hearts. Let's all stand. Let's um, offer our hands up almost like a sacrifice. <laughs> Assume the position. Yeah. Holy Spirit, our question to you, Father, is what does it mean to delight ourselves in you today, right now? As we get in our cars, as we go do what we're going to do today, what does it mean to be satisfied by you right now? Holy Spirit, we just thank you for who you are in us. That you are yearning and feasting on heavenly realities and yearning to show us. Holy Spirit, thank you for the right now moment and the tonight moment. That every moment is a moment to feast on a reality that you're wanting us to eat on. Holy Spirit, I pray, give us an acute focus on you like never before. Give us a passion to just be so focused on you and to just be so intoxicated by you and you alone. And if there's areas in our life that we're afraid of, Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your patience with us. And if there's anything you're ready to talk about, show us, Lord. But we just acknowledge right here, right now, that we're only changed by your Spirit. That's what we're here saying. It's not by us. It's not by our strength. It's not by our might, but it's when your spirit, you Holy Spirit, do it. Take us on that journey. Show us individually what authentic sonship means. 
How are you going to speak to every single one of them in such an authentic and unique way? And I thank you just for a passion to explore that for every single person. That just like a two-year-old with a new paint, they just start writing on the walls. I pray that you give us that passion to do that. That we would explore your voice in our life. That we would not have a fear of making mistakes. Because where we miss it, your grace abounds. You catch us. You're always there. So give us a passion to explore your voice like never before. Such a hunger to explore. I think he said this. Well, let's just go. I pray for that, God. Just a boldness to explore your voice, that we are sons and we hear your voice and that you are always speaking. You are always looking to satisfy us in such a deeper way. Give us a hunger to explore that, God. You are so ready. (sighs) Help us get ready. Yeah, prepare our hearts, Lord. We know the world is waiting for us. The world is waiting for us. So teach us what it means to be satisfied in you like never before. And I pray that if anyone's <laughs> is complacent, I pray that you break that off us. We can always go deeper. We have to go deeper. Give us a greater hunger to see the supernatural right now, I pray. Yeah. So I just thank you for every person here, Lord. I thank you that you just stalk them. You stalk them when they're sleeping, Lord, with your love. Your angels are always surrounding them. That your spirit, that spiritual realm, is always alive and busy and active. Help us participate. (laughs) Help us get our eyes off the natural and participate in the realm of the kingdom. So help us, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.